millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, hello there, folks. Welcome to your Royal Rumble reaction special edition here of the the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I am your host, Andy Wales, and I am joined tonight, as ever, by my audio tag team partner, the one and only Mo Chatra. And Mo, I'm looking forward to discussing the Royal Rumble with you. Likewise, Andy. Um, It was a pretty hectic weekend of wrestling. Um, Lots happened. Uh, plenty of talking points, as usual, coming out of uh, the Rumble and the uh, takeover event that was uh, uh, took place the night before. So, uh, yeah, plenty to talk about. Absolutely, yes. There is lots to talk about, like you said. And you mentioned the NXT takeover. Great place to start. I mean, that's that kicked off the whole weekend. Um, just briefly, we'll run through it. What are your overall thoughts of the, of the show? Because I know going into it, we weren't quite as excited at the prospect of this one as some of the previous takeover shows um two title changes um how how did you find the show overall i thought it was um a pretty good show as i noted on the uh pod last week i didn't really have high expectations and that's because takeover events are usually so good that the uh, the bar has been set really high for these shows so when you see a lineup that doesn't quite measure up on paper to the shows that we've been treated to in the last year 18 months 2 years you know, you're disappointed before you even before the event even takes place. But that said, the show itself, I thought overall was uh, a very good one. You know, we had uh, a couple of really good matches. Um, I thought none of the matches were bad, and we had one or two surprises as well. Mostly for me, it was uh, the fact that uh, Bobby Roode became the new NXT champion. I didn't expect that. I thought that uh, Nakamura would retain and at least hold it until around WrestleMania time, but that wasn't the case. Um, Bobby Roode won the title in what was a pretty good match. Um, some, you know, thought it was a very good match, a great match even. Um, but that, that was certainly, uh, you know, a surprise for me. And um, I, I predicted um, a tag title change, and so it proved. Um, but what I didn't expect, again, was that the match would be as good as it was. I thought it was the match of the night. And um, it just showed how good DIY are as a tag team, that they can carry a green pairing in um, the Authors of Pain to... Um, what was, in my view, uh, almost uh, a very good match. So uh, overall, very pleased. Yeah, I, I will agree. Certainly on the tag match, it, it was a good match. 
and like you say, it just shows how good they are, the way that they led that match and really helped the authors of pain through. Uh, and I think evident as well of how they've improved. I must admit, I found the women's match to be a bit scruffy, um, a little bit disappointing, but I suppose it was kind of difficult. But I am looking forward to seeing Asuka and Nikki Cross go one-on-one. And on the, the main event, uh, I have to say, you know, like yourself, didn't really expect... Uh, Nakamura to lose the title thought perhaps they'd find they'd, they'd end it in a way that uh, would keep the feud going though uh, and as uh, in the way that they did it yes that the title changed hands and I think the way it was done though was was very smart it was good booking uh, great selling by Nakamura and also that Rude came out of it looking like a proper heel despite the, the crowd cheering for him so I think in all the ways that was done really well gotta say little side note Bobby Rude's entrance Oh, not quite glorious compared to the other ones, I have to say that. Uh, but one final note on there, more, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this. It was uh, almost an emotional uh, thing as well. Uh, Corey Graves announcing that this this was the end of his NXT tenure, that he'd be moving on full-time. You know, we'd just be seeing him over on Raw and, and on 205 Live. Nigel McGuinness taking his place. Uh, your thoughts on that one, please? Yeah, I think that... Um... Corey's been a revelation as a commentator and obviously he got his start on NXT and he's done a fantastic job there. Um, it's a shame to see him move on, but um, obviously the WWE have recruited Nigel McGuinness who has in his own right established himself as a very, very good commentator for Ring of Honor in the last several years. Um, a retired wrestler, one of uh, Daniel Bryan's most favorite opponents of the last 10, 15 years. And um, he obviously debuted on the WWE UK, UK Championship Tournament. Um, I thought he did really well with Michael Cole. And um, he'll be uh, uh, the weekly commentator alongside um, the usual crew on NXT. So I think he'll do really well. So he's a more than adequate replacement as far as I'm concerned. And uh, it's just a shame that um, you know we are stuck with uh, the third leg there, who um, really adds nothing whatsoever to that commentary table other than that um a very fine addition nonetheless in Nigel McGuinness yeah absolutely agree and and yes it is uh, Percy Watson I'm afraid doesn't bring anything to the table there I, I don't I, I wish stick with the two-man booth stick with the two-man booth never mind anyway let's move on on to Sunday night uh Royal Rumble event we were excited going into it I know I was really looking forward to it you know this was the 30th uh, Royal Rumble event, not the 30th anniversary. We shouldn't confuse the two. Lots. It was a stack card. No two ways about it. Before we get to the Rumble itself, the four championship matches on the main show, uh, not not the pre-show, on the main show, the women's t- uh, championship match, I like the way they kicked the show off. Uh, I've got to say, I mean, it was kind of how we expected with Bailey, and I've got to say, having a hardcore crowd there, you know, for one of the big events, I thought that made a real difference to the atmosphere when you've got Bailey and uh, Charlotte coming out there. I, I quite enjoyed this match. I think there's more to come from them, though, more. Oh, I think there is, yes. Um, you know, this is not a one-and-done kind of deal by any means. Um, you know, we speculated last week about um, what might happen in this match, and... Um, you know, I, I think both of us um, expected Charlotte to retain the title, and um, you know, so it proved. Um, I thought it was a pretty good match. I don't think it was outstanding. Um, these two are very clearly capable of a lot better than this. I think that the road for these two leads to WrestleMania, whether it's 
as um, a straight up singles match between the two um, or perhaps with um, somebody there as part of a three-way match, possibly Nia Jax, who beat um, Sasha Banks on the undercard on the pre-show. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a very good match. You know, Charlotte looked um, you know, in fine form and um, you know she got busted open. Uh, she cut her mouth um, during the contest, but um, didn't phase her one bit. And uh, you know, the, the finish was a bit um, out of the blue in a way. I didn't quite expect it to be the finish, but um, even up until that point, I thought it was building into a pretty nice little match. Um, but certainly for an opening contest, it certainly served its purpose. So uh, thumbs up for that one. Yeah, just a quick one more thing on this. I mean, I do feel that you know they they spent so much time really really hyping up the the Charlotte pay per view record, you know, and I think the combination of that and Bailey chasing for the title, so Bailey winning the title and Charlotte losing her pay per view record, that has to be a WrestleMania moment, doesn't it? Oh, I think it does. Yes, um, it'd almost be a shame, given that this storyline has been going since pretty much um, Bailey turned up on Raw, that um, they wouldn't lead to some kind of WrestleMania moment. That would just be the perfect way to end that storyline um, and then move it into a different direction between these two and then even involving others like Nia Jax. I mean, Nia Jax and Bailey on NXT had some you know, really good matches. And I think that you know if they decide to ease Charlotte away from the title picture for a, a short while, then... Now, that would certainly be a direction I'd be quite keen on is um, Bailey and Nia Jax. I think Nia Jax, um, I didn't think much of a match um, against Sasha Banks, but um, as this kind of monster heel, I think she really can play a good role and Bailey is a perfect kind of um, plucky underdog um, to face off against Nia. So, uh, you know, if that's the direction they go into post-WrestleMania, then I'll be all up for that. Yeah. Uh, just sticking with the Raw brand then, Universal Championship match, Kevin Owens versus uh, Roman Reigns with, of course, Ke- uh, Chris Jericho uh, hoisted above the ring in the shark cage. Um, I like the way that they, you know, that they they played this out to start with. You know, kept it kept it going and and really kicked the match off in proper heel way as they should do. Um, not the finish that we expected though, more and certainly not the finish I expected watching it. I've got to say, I genuinely was surprised how this match ended. Absolutely, I, I was as well. I didn't expect there to be that type of outside interference. I really firmly believe that Roman Reigns would win the title and then defend it against um, whomever was to win the Royal Rumble um, at WrestleMania. Um, obviously, that didn't prove to be the case, um, just as it looked like he would be winning the title. So turned up Braun Strowman and um, interfered in the contest. And being a no-DQ out um he was able to get away with that and um shortly thereafter much weakened Roman Reigns um succumbed to uh Kevin Owens and Owens retained uh, the title I thought it was a fantastic match though it really really was I mean it was all action all the way through I mean Kevin Owens is one of these guys that ever since he turned up on the main roster has been putting out these types of matches which um you know, if, if you watch them, you almost get tired watching them. Um, you know, they're for such an intensity and a pace, and it's really fantastic to watch. I mean, there are those that perhaps would like that kind of match to be a bit more slower paced and um, add a bit more story to it in the way that a classic Bret Hart or a Shawn Michaels match might 
deliver. But, um, you know, this is um, quite impressive athleticism for a guy that doesn't look very athletic. And uh, for him to maintain that pace over 20 plus minutes is really impressive. And um, you now Roman Reigns in the last um, you know, 15, 18 months has come on in leaps and bounds as a singles wrestler in um, now, I fully thought that this would be a great match and um, it was probably even better than I expected it to be. And I thought it was going to be ex- excellent. And uh, it, it was good to see. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with Roman Reigns not winning the title. I mean, Kevin Owens is a, is a great champion, albeit I don't, I've not been fully overawed by his title reign. Um, but as we talked about last week, that, that's not necessarily down to Owens. Um, but yeah, that, that's something I'm completely cool with. And, um, you know, it means that it's very likely now that he will head into WrestleMania um, defending the Universal Championship, who it's against. Well, there's plenty of weeks to determine the opponent for Owens. But, um, yeah, great match and um, good outcome for Owens and you know, he keeps the title. Yeah, um, I've got to say, there, there was a spot in there with the chairs where they, they stacked them up about three, four high. That that was uh, that was quite the spectacular spot, and I tell you what, no matter what they do, that that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, with, with something like that, you really are um, taking a, a genuine risk there because if you land the wrong way on one of those chairs, um, you know, you could get seriously hurt. You know, back your neck, back your head. Um, it, it's not a really uh, comfy landing hitting you know coming down on those seven chairs but um there was a clearly a spot that they built up to right from the early moments when Kevin Owens put those chairs up in in that kind of pyramid um but yeah that that was that was pretty nasty and you now there are plenty of other nasty spots in that contest as well I mean they didn't hold anything back I'm sure both were feeling very sore um you know this morning when they woke up but uh yeah. No, pretty they, nasty they reaction. Great. Sorry, sorry, more. Pretty nasty reaction for uh, for Roman Reigns when he came out. Kind of telltale what we might get uh, further into the night, which I'm sure we'll get to uh, to later on. But uh, the, the crowd just they're just not having it, and uh, I wonder if WWE are ever going to just kind of acknowledge this and and move on with him. Well, that's right. I mean, he was by far the most disliked um, on the whole show. And uh, you've got to think that they've got to turn him heel because, you know, he, he gets an even worse reaction than John Cena did um, when he used to get the really bad reaction. I mean, he still gets booed, but a lot of that's just a kind of, um, well, that's what you do. It's part of the show kind of deal. Whereas with Roman Reigns, I think it's more than that. And, um, yeah, that, they just can't try and persist with this babyface thing because the fans just won't accept it. So, um It'll be interesting to see how things pan out for him in the lead up to and at and after the uh, WrestleMania because um, I've, I've got a feeling that they're going to go heel with him. I, I just think they've got no option there. Yeah, let, let's hope so. I think for him as well, I think he really needs that. Freshen him up and let him really let loose. And that could make things, you know, help freshen things up after Mania, make things a bit more exciting. Um, ju- just talking of freshening up, I mean, the Cruiserweight's got another freshening up. Title change pretty much as we expected, though. You know, the king of the cruiserweights got crowned. Indeed, he did. Yeah. I mean, Neville won yet again. Um, I think he's undefeated since he debuted on in the 205 uh, cruiserweight division. And um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty good match. I thought that both guys worked hard. 
Now, particularly, um, it was a shame that they followed what was a really amazing match between Roman Reigns and um, uh, Kevin Owens. And uh, obviously the crowd <laughs> um, expended a lot of energy on that one. So um, I had to come down in this contest and uh, were relatively subdued. But, um, you know, it wasn't because the action was poor or lacking. You know, there was a lot of action. It was very good. And, um, you know, it, it's part of this whole kind of process that they have to go through with the Cruiserweight division that um, they, they've made a pretty inauspicious start with it. You know, they've chosen the wrong guys to, um, you know, feature at the top of the card with TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick. You know, these are not the people to base this division around at all. And so they've got to um, try and undo that kind of negative first impression that a lot of fans, casual fans especially, have got of the cruiserweights. But I think in time, if they stick to trying to make the high flyers a bit more prominent and make that the unique selling point of the cruiserweight division, then in due course, I'm, I'm sure that you know they'll catch on. Um, so I don't think the WWE should um, punish the cruiserweights uh, anyway, they just need to stick with it. Similar to how they've done with the uh, women's division um, since, you know, the Divas Revolution launched um, about 18 months ago. And, uh, you know, that, that's starting to pay dividends now. And I'm sure the Cruiserweight division um, will start to catch on eventually as well. But no, it was good to see um, Neville win the title. And, um, you know, I'd like to see them bring in a couple of opponents that can um, certainly go toe-to-toe when it comes to the Air Atlantics. Yeah, I I think it's, it's it's a good move, and I do think having the heel champion in the the type of heel character that he is will really help it as well because it it just helps build some of them baby faces because that's what the baby faces need is they need building on that show so to have a heel champion for them to chase I think will really help it and ultimately it's got to be Jack Gallagher and that that will be something just. Uh, as a real spectacle, I suppose, <laughs> looking for more words here, I, th- I think that's what it'll be. It'll be a spectacle. It'll be really something great to watch, real entertainment. So, yeah, plenty more to come from the Cruiserweights, that's certain. Um, now, last match of the night, uh, last singles match of the night, uh, John Cena tying Ric Flair's 16-time world championship record, beating AJ Styles for the WWE Championship, and more I've got to say, this match, it was incredible. Definitely the best match they've had so far. It actually beat their SummerSlam match from last year, and that is saying something. It really was incredible. Oh, totally. It's the WWE match of 2017, albeit we're only about a month into the year, but um, it's really going to take something to top this one. It was, I mean, it wasn't just an incredible match. It was you know, one of the all-time great WWE matches. That's how good it was. I mean, I'm, I'm really struggling to think of a match that WWE has staged which was um, quite as amazing as that. I mean, we've had matches in the past that, um, you know, in terms of storyline or emotion, have been better. Um, but in, th- in terms of athleticism and um, transitions going back and forth, um, it was just on a level that I've never seen from the WWE. And um, a lot of the credit belongs to AJ Styles. I mean, he was a guy who just went out there and he was determined to have um, the best match he could possibly get out of John Cena. And that's not to disparage John Cena. John Cena is 
these days a fantastic worker in his own right. But um, AJ Styles is clearly a level above and um, he is one of the top workers in the whole business. Um, you know, if it wasn't for um, Kenny Omega versus, um, oh, who was it? The New Japan Dome show. Um, it was Kenny Omega against Kazuchika Okada. Um, then I'd say that that would be the match of the year in the whole wrestling business. But um, Okada versus um, Omega was, and still is, the best match I've seen in 2017. Um, but, you know, this match between Cena and Styles was just off the page, just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it was it was quite a historic moment, I guess, you know, with um, John Cena becoming a 16-time champion. Albeit, I mean, it's funny that, Ric Flair's um, kayfabe title um, wins is 16, but the real number is anywhere between 18 and 22. Um, there were title changes that he had in his NWA days um, that were never recognised, but there were definitely title changes against uh, the likes of Carlos Colon, for example. Um, but, you know, 16 is a number that everyone's familiar with. And, um, you know, it was, it was a historic moment. And, you know, the referee was Charles Robinson, who grew up being a, a massive he was a massive Ric Flair mark and um you know he he, he had a few words to say to uh Cena and um, it, it looked like um you know Cena really appreciated what Charles Robinson had to say and they embraced which you never really see um a wrestler do with a referee and um after that um Charles Robinson you know was looked like he was struggling to hold back the tears I mean Charles Robinson was the referee in Ric Flair's um title match when he won his uh, publicly um, uh, acknowledged 16th world title. So, um, you know, he was there for both of those moments. And, um, you know, he got emotional because of that. And, uh, you know, it, it was just a great occasion. So, yeah, all, all things considered, you know, great match, great moment, memorable moment. Um, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I, I will say this. I was a little surprised because, I mean, we both said on the preview that we felt that, you know, Cena equaling this, this, you know, much publicized record was a WrestleMania moment. So it could, this be as you, as you alluded to actually, that Cena wins it only to lose it, to win it again and actually break the record at WrestleMania. Could, could this be the way they're going? Because uh, what I, what I did notice is they didn't make quite as much of him equal in the record as i thought they might have done that's right yeah I mean, it was a bit strange that they um really didn't emphasize the significance of it um so that that was a bit surprising i mean it's um i mean it's something obviously we'll come on to when we talk about the rumble but um you know it, it'd be difficult to see him now challenge for the title at wrestlemania but you know there's plenty that can happen i mean we've got the elimination chamber coming up in less than two weeks and um, I'm sure that he will defend his title in that match. And, um, you know, it's, it's likely that um, he might just drop that title and um, the winner of the Rumble might go on to face the winner of whoever wins um, that contest. Because otherwise, uh, we might see a very familiar match at WrestleMania, a match that we've seen on numerous occasions and one that, to be honest, not many people are excited about. But... Um, you know, that's why I think that, you know, John Cena's 16 title reign might not last all that long, but um, we'll, we'll, be, we'll give a bit more context to that when we come on to the main event. 
Yeah, well, I mean, let's let's move on to no time like the present because, I mean, you mentioned their title changes. I think we could see a couple of title changes between now and Mania for both, you know, the the uh, the, the main titles on the on both brands. Um, I've got to say, I I kind of expect uh, Goldberg to to beat Kevin Owens at the next pay per view. I can't remember what they're calling it. But it's been uh, it's been mentioned that uh, Goldberg is going to be wrestling at that next pay per view before Mania, so I'm almost expecting that that title to change hands there. That'll be at Fast you... Lane, yes, that's yeah. right, Fast Lane in early March. Yeah. So that and the Elimination Chamber, I I can see that happening. I I can see title changes for both being flipped back and forth, and then the crowning moment at Mania. So it it could be quite a quite a fast-paced uh, you know couple of months between between now and wrestlemania you know we we think that russell uh, that royal rumbles kind of um, sets the scene for mania but it uh, i think you know the the scene could change quite a lot over over the next sort of 6 to 8 weeks oh it totally can yeah absolutely um and in a way i kind of hope it does because you know there there are certain angles or storyline scenarios coming out of that rumble match which um didn't fill me with huge amount of excitement for WrestleMania. So that's what I'm hoping that there are twists and turns along the way to lead into more intriguing matches than the ones that we're expecting at this moment in time. I mean, as we recall this, we haven't seen Raw. We haven't seen SmackDown. These shows haven't taken place as yet. So we're coming fresh off the rumble. Um, and, uh, you know, anything can happen, you know, on both of this week's uh, two live shows. Uh, which once again can change the direction leading into WrestleMania. So you're quite right. Um, you know, lot, lots can happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's move on to the Rumble. You know, some of our predictions. Uh, I can I just um, <clears throat> can I just say I kind of predicted somebody to come in at number ten. Did I not? <laughs> you, you might have done. You might have done. Um, and uh, that I got the perfect ten on that one. You did, yeah. Ten out of ten for that. Well done. Uh, yeah, as, as, yeah. As for the rest of the predictions, well, we just won't talk about them. No, I, I, I've got to say, Mo, I was, I think, underwhelmed is probably the best way of, of of putting it. Perhaps because I built my expectations up quite a lot for this rumble. I was, I was excited. I was really looking forward to it. Probably the the most anticipation I've had for a Royal Rumble for for quite some years, and I. I came out of it thinking, nah, nah. Uh, it just felt underwhelmed. There was no nostalgia in there, unless you count Goldberg and Undertaker as nostalgia. We had no big surprises, really. Uh, no Kurt Angle, which perhaps, um, you know, there was clues in there over the weekend. It was publicized that he's got a, a match coming up in early February with a minor promotion. Um, but no Joe, no Samoa Joe. And, and this is not just, you know, oh, internet fans, you know, whining and crying and all the rest of it. It For me, it was the perfect time to introduce some more Joe. You know, he could have come in and this really made a, you know, they could have made a star ready for this campaign towards WrestleMania. And and nothing, no some more Joe. I mean, what, what were your overall thoughts on, on the Rumble then? Well, I'm probably in the minority on this one. Uh, I thought the match itself was really, really good. <laughs> now, obviously, there's 
a great amount of disappointment not to have those surprises, not to have those nostalgia moments. Um, you know, we expected Samoa Joe. We hoped for a cut angle. We thought there might be one or two, you know, blasts from the past. Um, you know, there were eight spots on, you know, available the day of the Rumble. Only 22 slots had been confirmed. Eight were up for grabs. And, um, you know, fans, you know, on social media, in their WhatsApp groups, all over the place were speculating amongst themselves about who those eight spots could go to. And, um, and most of those spots didn't materialise how we expected. I mean, we didn't really hope for or expect or anticipate, you know, uh, Cesaro or Seamus, um, James Ellsworth likes to them to take these spots. Um, so that, that was disappointing, clearly. Um, but if you put that aside, I thought that the match itself was really well laid out. It was very cleverly booked. Um, there were very few moments in the match which were dull, where nothing really was happening. Um, most of the acts that were coming into the match itself were pretty over. There were not many that were getting you know, zero negligible reaction. Um, you know, they saved the bigger names towards the end. Um, you know, there were some good spots throughout the contest as well. And um, you know, there was that surprise you know, with uh, Randy Orton winning it. I mean, obviously, for those who were paying attention to the betting odds, he was... Um, you know, a big odds on favourite to win it because uh, I think word had gotten out that, you know, WWE was planning on putting Randy Orton over in the contest and so it proved. But um, even still to see it happen was a surprise because, you know, leading into the match, nobody really expected Randy Orton to win it. People were thinking it might be Goldberg or um, Braun Strowman, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar perhaps. Certainly not Randy Orton who's been sort of stuck in mid-card obscurity uh, to an extent in this um, angle with the Wyatt family. But, um, you know, that that was what they decided to do. And I thought it actually worked quite well and it got a good reaction, which, you know, the same can't be said for the last two or three Raw Rumbles when the fans shitted all over the finishes when they didn't get Daniel Bryan winning those Rumbles. Um, this year, obviously, that but wasn't Mo, ever going to happen. <laughs> no, Mo. Yes. I mean, what the reaction, he, he did get a good, a good reaction at the end, but was that a reaction because Randy Orton won, or was that a reaction simply because the last two guys in the ring were Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, and I think 99.9% of the world thought, oh my God, they really are going to do this. You know, we saw him come out with number 30, that was a surprise. You heard the crowd reaction to that one. You've seen the last two people, and you could see people groaning, thumbs were down, People, there was even people starting to leave. They just, that was it. They expected this is it. We're getting this again. Maybe was it just that the reaction was because it wasn't Roman Reigns rather than it was Randy Orton? No, you make a great point. I think um, the fact that it was not Roman Reigns is partly a large part of the reason why um, Randy Orton got that reaction. I mean, the reason that Roman Reigns came out as number 30 despite already having fought earlier on the show, is purely a troll job by the WWE. It's a big um, stick in the middle finger up at the WWE universe by Vince McMahon, you know, because you know, he, perhaps of everyone in the WWE, is the one that you know, is most angry and agitated by this continued um, animosity towards his project, his man. 
No, it's he that is wants that smart, to own range. Um, I don't. I think at this you know stage I mean? he doesn't really care because he knows that you know he's been doing it for years, not giving the fans what they want, and yet they'll still keep on buying the tickets, subscribing to the network, and the WWE's revenues are higher than they've ever been in the company's history. So he knows he can get away with it because despite you know not giving the fans what they want, despite pushing the likes of Cena you know, a few years ago and uh, more recently Roman Reigns' faces when the fans didn't want to accept him in those roles. Um, you know, the company still makes money hand over fist. So they can get away with it and they know that they can get away with it. And I think that's part of the reason why they thought, okay, right, we'll show these fans, we'll show the universe and we'll do this. And, you know, it was a great troll job. Um, is it is it smart business to do that kind of thing though? Well, I don't think so. I think, as much money as they're making, I think they can make even more money by giving the fans what they really do want. And, um, you know, a lot of fans there were hoping for a Samoa Joe or even a Kurt Angle. You know, if Samoa Joe had won the Royal Rumble, what a moment that would have been. Great way to finally put over a new, fresh face and get that talent over first night in the company on the main roster. But they t- decided not to do that and give um, a tried and tested... Um, almost old stager now, albeit a, an old stager that's younger than Samoa Joe, um, that, that rub of uh, winning the Rumble yet again. Um, well, I mean, but, can you imagine, no more? It, could you imagine the reaction if Samoa Joe had been out there and the last three people in that Rumble then were Samoa Joe, were Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, and then R- Roman Reigns puts Samoa Joe out and then gets eliminated by Randy Orton so that Randy Orton doesn't get the heat for putting Samoa Joe out, but... So more joy is seen there right at the end. You know what I mean? Like you talked about there. That that's him. That's him, a star. You know, the, the crowd are already behind him already. They want to see him. It's just like AJ Styles last year. It just kind of solidifies that they they belong. They are a star, they're an attraction. And immediately, you know, that that's a great introduction to the TV audience. And immediately when you go on to Raw or SmackDown, wherever they're gonna be, there's your program, there's another star, and it's it's just bringing the audience in. It's just something to add to the show, surely. Oh, yeah, totally agree. Um, you know, there was no reason, no good reason why Smojo didn't debut. He really should have. Um, it's possible that they might decide to debut on Raw SmackDown this week. Um, and the only explanation for that might be that um, Raw and SmackDown will be viewed by more people than uh, the Raw Rumble and so that would be the justification that they wanted more eyeballs for his debut. But, you know, it, and part of it might be that, you know, they felt that AJ Styles, who made his debut at the Rumble last year, it wasn't the most successful of debuts. I mean, he got a great reaction that night. But um, after that, it took him two or three months before he really found his stride. And you know, he was stuck in a pretty uh, uninspiring kind of program with The Miz and Chris Jericho. And um, it was only after WrestleMania that he really started to uh, find his feet and get into gear. And maybe they want to avoid that with Samoa Joe. But um, no, I, I thought that at the very least Samoa Joe should have debuted. You know, it was the perfect stage for him to debut. I think he would have got a great reaction from that crowd. And as you say, even if he didn't win, the fact that he would have been in the final three or four itself would have conveyed to the audience that this is somebody to take seriously. He's one of our new top guys and, 
Now that would have been mission accomplished just by just in that alone. But um, they decided not to do that. I thought it was a very good match. In spite of that, I thought had they instead of bringing Cesaro and Sheamus out, supplemented those with Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, and perhaps had a slightly different finish and not had Randy Orton go over, it could very very well have ended up being the best Rumble ever. That's how good I thought it was. Um, as I say, you know, looking at the whole match over the one hour. Um, you know, there were good moments, um, good spots, uh, good interactions, all the way through. Good storytelling, good scenarios laid out, coming in and out of the match. Um, so, you know, for that reason, I thought it was really good. But I thought it could have been better. And the reason I think it could have been better is for the reasons that you've outlined. That you know, they missed an opportunity to give us a bit of nostalgia to put over one or two new faces. Um, they chose for whatever reason not to do that. Uh, but in spite of that, I still thought it was really good. Yeah, I do think there were some good moments in there. Uh, I mean, we're talking the big hitters. You know, a lot of the talk beforehand, uh, it was going to be uh, Goldberg or it was going to be Brock Lesnar winning, uh, as it turned out. I mean, we both felt that that uh, neither would probably win and that they'd find a way of keeping that one going. Kind of interesting. I like the way that they brought Lesnar in uh, and they made that immediate impact that Lesnar does and didn't have him out there for too long, you know, where he starts to stand still and he's trundling around and just becomes another guy. He came in, he made a lot of impact, and then Goldberg came in and eliminated him. I thought that was smart in that because Goldberg then got eliminated later, they still have something to, to fight about. Lesnar's still got his beef with Goldberg and I'm sure that will bring them back together at Mania. Well, that's right. Yes, um, you know, once again, Goldberg dominated Lesnar, which um, again, many fans, myself included, would have found surprising. So it was a good way of keeping that whole angle fresh. Um, there's clearly more mileage in it, and I think Lesnar has to eventually get his win. And um, you know, WrestleMania might be that moment. And you know, as we talked about earlier, whether that does or doesn't involve the title we've yet to see we'll find out a bit more in the coming weeks but um you know it, it, it's um certainly the direction that i think everything's heading towards in terms of these two you know the, the, the chapter sorry the book hasn't been closed on these two there, there's more to go with this but um you know and that kind of leads me to a wider point that you know some of the biggest reactions in the match were save for when, you know, the really big guys squared up against each other. I mean, if you think back to Strowman and um, Mark Henry, Strowman and the Big Show, um, before they'd even laid a finger on each other, the crowd were going crazy. And what that kind of demonstrates is one of the points that I've made on the pod in the past in that, you know, what's, you know, the smart fans love, you know, talented workers who can have great matches um, you know, you've got that larger, bigger, casual audience that is more into personalities and larger-than-life characters. And it's when those larger-than-life characters in this Rumble match squared off that you were getting the biggest reactions of the night. And, um, you know, th- this was a crowd that wasn't your typical Rumble crowd because typically the Rumbles are held in smaller arenas where uh, the vast majority of the crowd are those kind of you know, smart mark, hardcore WWE fans who are also quite into NXT and some of the indie promotions. Whereas there was a lot more casual fans who only perhaps watch Raw and or SmackDown and who pay, perhaps pay less attention to 
NXT and certainly don't really follow the indies. Um, and that's why, you know, that type of crowd is a bit more into, you know, these bigger characters rather than guys who are necessarily great workers. And, you know, some of the live reports that I read as well certainly suggested that in various sections of, you know, the uh, Alamo Dome, um, you know, the likes of, um, you know, Mark Henry and Strowman were getting much bigger reactions than, uh, you know, some of the guys that we considered to be better because, um, you know, likes of Sami Zayn, for example, because, you know, we class them as much better workers, but as characters, perhaps um, not quite, they don't quite resonate with the casual audiences, um, you know, these big guys do. And again, that's part of the whole kind of conditioning of the WWE audience over decades that, you know, it's these big guys larger than life. You know, these are the people that you should emotionally invest in rather than your smaller guys um, who might have great matches, but, you know, they're not, they're not quite at the level of, you know, the big monsters, you know, that people grew up on the ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan, um, and in later years, you know, uh, the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, these were still big guys. I mean, Austin was, you know, 6'2", 250, 260. Um, and now, you know, we've got a lot of guys who are there uh, floating around the 200-pound mark, maybe 5'10", 5'11". Um, and, you know, there's a lot of fans still of that old kind of mindset. Yeah, and that well, will, again, take time. Yeah, Undertaker and... Um... Goldberg, I mean, that got quite a reaction when they faced off, although it should be said the Undertaker should never be allowed to drop his straps again. That that was not a good sight. Um, no, he was, he was um, flashing the moves, wasn't he? And, uh, you know, he's, he's perhaps not in the shape he used to be. Um, well, he's about 50 the... years old. Yeah, that, that's as good an excuse as any. Um, but yeah, he was, he's got a nice... He's rocking the Derby Kelly now as well. And... Um, yeah, not quite the um, lean, mean fighting machine that he was perhaps 15 years ago. But um, and, and on top of that, um, that, that forehead get gets bigger or the hairline's receding, one of the two. Um, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> I know all about that one. <laughs> he's, uh, no, he, he, he looked um, okay. I mean, he, he clearly is, you know, uh, dyed his hair and, um, the, you know, the goatee in readiness for WrestleMania. And then as we normally see um, six months after the event, we normally see him on crutches and with grey hair and looking about 20 years older. But um, yeah, when, when it comes to this time of the year, um, that's the time he makes his money and then um, you know, he will disappear. And as a side note, um, I noticed his, um, his good wife, Michelle McCall, was at ringside for much of the show, um, enjoying it with um, a daughter or niece. Um, so, so that was good to see. She was looking well. Um, but yeah, it, it was... Um, Overall, in my view, um, a good, uh, you know, very good Rumble match. And um, just disappointing that we didn't get those nostalgia moments and we didn't get to see those two or three individuals that, you know, we really expected and hoped to see. Um, but overall, as a show itself, I, I just thought it was, all things considered, the best Royal Rumble show in history. I thought it was the best one. They were two classic matches. Um, <clears throat> the Rumble match itself was top five or top six of all the Rumble matches. Um, and, you know, some of the other matches were pretty decent too. So all things considered, I, I just really struggled to think of a Raw Rumble show that could top this one. I've got to say, overall, it was a good show. Certainly the, <clears throat> I say, undercard, you know, four, four title matches, they're all very good. You know, it, 
I think it was probably the anticipation and what we're looking forward to then, what we got at the end probably left me feeling underwhelmed. But overall, yeah, good show. And before we go, a word for Jack Gallagher, because I loved his spot in the Rumble. Uh, he's used to the umbrella. Was it William the Third? Absolutely That's fantastic. Right. And, and that there is a star. And like we, we alluded to earlier, you know, Jack Gallagher in the future with the king of the cruiserweights, that's going to be something special because I, I do feel he was one of the, the stars that came out of this rumble, Jack Gallagher. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what, what's great about him is that, you know, he tries to differentiate himself from everyone else. And um, what's also pleasing is the WWE allows him to differentiate himself. You know, too often in the past, they've most insisted that everyone is a, Know, carbon copy of the next person that they've all got to work a certain way, look a certain way and uh, cut promos in a certain way. And with Jack Gallagher, he's allowed to be different and um, that's what makes him stick out. And, you know, even in his uh, time in the rumble match, you know, he showed those um, things that make him different and, um, you know, he got him over and, um, you know, with the umbrella, with him, the third, I think there's all sorts of things he can do with it in, in, in the context of a family-friendly wrestling show, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it, it, he's got a lot of potential um, in terms of where his character can go. And, um, you know, that's another WrestleMania moment waiting to happen, isn't it? You know, him against Neville and um, an all-Brit affair with uh, Gallagher going over for the title. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's certainly uh, something to look forward to. Yeah, it, uh, it certainly will be something I'll look forward to. Uh, more before we go, then I've I've got to say my feeling, my overall feeling is though, I think Raw really, really has to deliver tonight. Uh, I I think there's a lot on Raw tonight uh, as we record this on the Monday uh, for for to re to, you know to really kick things off to get that mood up, lifted and ready and motoring towards Mania. I think the the next week, two weeks of TV, I've uh, got to be big for for wwe the they've really got to set the scene now i think they've got to set this off at a good pace oh totally absolutely um now as we said some of the matches that were potentially coming out of that rumble match weren't filling everyone with excitement i mean outwardly it looks like um, unless things change it's john cena against randy orton for the uh, wwe world championship and um potentially The Undertaker and um, Roman Reigns. It, it was Reigns that eliminated The Taker, wasn't it? Uh, I, I, in all honesty, I forget. But I think I think Reigns and Strowman looks like a programme that, that we're going to see. Um, yeah, you, could have, you could have Taker with Goldberg and and uh and lesnar you, there's uh, there's a few different possibilities i think that's why these these this next week or two of television re is a really really vital one for wwe yes absolutely i mean you know one of the other things that we didn't touch upon is that um over the course of the weekend i thought they did a poor job with the whole triple h and uh, seth rollins storyline i thought the angle on the takeover show wasn't really all that great and i thought and many thought that they'd follow it up at the Rumble with um, a bigger angle, a bigger follow-up. Nothing happened whatsoever. That disappointed many. Um, so they've really got to do something to uh, heat it up on Raw. You know, that, that's something that they really need to do. And, um, you know, it's the kind of match which 
at WrestleMania could be fantastic. But um, the booking of Seth Rollins has just been so poor. But, you know, they've got this big angle lined up with um, Rollins and uh, Stephanie for Raw. And, uh, you know, if that works out to be a great one, it can be just this spot that this few needs. But, I mean, you know, all the key matches really need to get um, big angles, you know, done and dusted over the next couple of nights on TV. And if they do that, then the next few weeks leading up to WrestleMania could be some of the best um, WWE television we've seen in a while. So um, that's what I'm really hoping to kickstart, um, you know, in the next 48 hours. And uh, if they do that, that would be fantastic. Because last year, WrestleMania, the build-up and the show itself, um, in terms of lineup and delivery, in my view, disappointed. And um, I think they've got to make up for it this year. Yeah, well, let's certainly hope that uh, this week and next week's television are everything that we hope them to be because when we come back by that time, we'll certainly have a lot more to talk about. Um, but until we get to that point more, uh, anything you'd like to plug before we uh, disappear off over the sunset? Um, just a plug for a British wrestling promotion. Um, it's a promotion called Progress Wrestling. Um, for those eagle-eyed viewers who are watching TakeOver, you might have seen fans in the audience wearing Progress Wrestling shirts. Progress Wrestling is, in some ways, possibly the coolest wrestling promotion out there. Um, it's got real cult following. It's based out of London, um, but they run shows around the UK and um, they've got an on-demand service and uh, it's got a very different vibe to what you see from the WWE, um, certainly more adult orientated, but not in a kind of attitude era, sleazy, misogynistic kind of way or hardcore violence type of way. It's just, um, you know, grown up wrestling for adults, um, you know, Lots of sweariness, so Nina Kausa would love it. And, um, yeah, it, it's just really good. And, um, you know, if you can check it out, their on-demand service is only about a fiver a month. Um, but they consistently put on good shows. And this is one of the um, promotions that the WWE has partnered with as part of its WWE UK expansion plans. So, um, you know, it, it gets a WWE seal of approval. And, you know, the likes of um, Jack Gallagher and Neville have fought in the promotion. So, uh, no, it's it's uh, sorry. I don't think Neville has sorry, but um, you know there, there's been like Zack Saber Junior that were part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Also, it's been a, a regular part of Progress Wrestling. Progress Wrestling is a a great wrestling promotion. So if you get the chance, if you fancy checking out an altern- alternative to WWE, then I certainly urge you to do so. I promise I will be back writing very very soon. Uh, there will be some more stuff uh, up on the website under the sports section uh, and. <laughs> And there will be a Reds review out this uh, this week, but it's not going to be a pleasant one to do un- unless, uh, by some miraculous uh, way, Liverpool turn the confidence around and actually beat Chelsea. But never mind. So, uh, yeah, Progress Wrestling, there you go, folks. A chance to uh, potentially see some uh, British stars of WWE future. Like we've said here, you know, Myself and more, we will be back uh, probably back end of next week uh, after a couple of weeks of, of WWE television that will perhaps give us a much better uh, idea of just where we are on the road to WrestleMania. But for now, it's time for us to go over that top rope and both feet to touch the floor because uh, that's it. This is your Royal Rumble reaction edition of the Pro Wrestling Index here on the uh, Anfield Index podcast channel. Uh, Don't forget, you can keep in touch with us uh, here on the Twitter at PW underscore index. 
please do watch out for uh, anything that comes up on that and don't be afraid to to get in contact with us so as always i want to thank uh, more for joining me here tonight uh, breaking down everything of the royal rumble and we both want to thank all of you the listeners for tuning in and of course hitting that download button but until next week from me andy wales it's bye-bye now ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.